All right, hey everybody, it's Fuck the Future with me, Drew Toothpaste, and Ed Zitron. Ed Zitron. I'm extremely gross today, straight off a bike ride. Ed- I'm Taking off my special cycling shoes. Just- Oh yeah. My dogs are barking. In yeah, dude, that's uh, I I love the dogs barking. In, in the past month, oh, yeah, makes... in the past month, Ed has converted from uh, now he wasn't in bad he wasn't in bad shape before. Let's be realistic, he he was doing all right, but he's converted into a hardcore pelotonier. Is that how you would say it? Ah, uh, yeah, like a pelotonazi. <laughs> no, that's not it. I can't think of anything. No, I I don't know. They have really stupid terms. Like peep, I heard someone say, oh yeah, it's a Peloton tribe. And I was like, no, that sounds so adjacent to like a Ku Klux Klan thing. The, like I hear tribe, I think wizard and there, and we're there. Yeah. And, and it's, you can't say tribe without being like uh, appropriating and, you know, making, yeah, making just, uh, uh, references to like sports teams that are using it inappropriately. Right. And let's just be honest, like Peloton is about the whitest thing one yeah, can do. Yeah, so. absolutely. So like unless you are using your stationary bike to go take over uh, sovereign nations <laughs> and enslave the <laughs> to, people. To it's... get tax cuts. Yeah. To, <laughs> for, for, I'm going to ride. For, I'm riding for the Koch brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For. Uh, uh, yeah, that's always the. Uh, uh, that's always it. It's it's the eternal struggle between uh, tax breaks for the super rich and, uh, of course, uh, on the left side of the American political spectrum, we have the Democrats offering uh, tax, tax credits for the super rich. Ta- <laughs> tax mild tax breaks for the super rich and uh, tax credits for small businesses. Right. Well, what's interesting as well. I'm related to the Democrats, unless we can find a good salt pun here. I guess Salt Bay was seen with some sort of, was it a right wing guy? Anyways, um, I've been waking up with like hangover symptoms every day. And I was like, I'm like, whatever, I'll have a glass of wine or two, but come on. This is me we're talking about. I drink to live. Like, it'd be terrifying if I didn't have a little tipple once every day, multiple times until I fall asleep crying. But I've been waking up with hangovers. Oh yeah, and I tweeted about it today, and everyone like made these like like the obvious ones, like you're pregnant and you're fucking stupid, and all these other very true things. And then someone was like, "Hey, uh, how's your salt? How salty is your sweat?" And I thought he was taking the piss at first. But I saw it was my friend, who's like a super serious cyclist guy. He said, "Yeah, you probably need more salt." Oh, really? Really? And I had no idea that like all that electrolyte shit. I always thought that Gatorade and all that stuff was just a trick. To like trick large folk like I used to be into drinking something thinking it was healthy, but it wasn't. But it turns out it actually has a purpose. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Like you need salt for your body, apparently, like some sort of fucking nerd. Well, well that's, uh, I hear that's the original term, and this is apocryphal, so nobody knows if it's true. I heard that the idea is that salt used to be hard to come by, I guess. And so that's where the word huh. salary supposedly came from, although I am ah. I, I'm super suspicious of anything that's supposed to have come from antiquity. I just always assume it's like somebody making up something to justify yeah. them doing something bad. And, you know, in this case, it would be, hey, uh, don't complain about your salary because Roman soldiers just used to get salt. 
Yeah, the kind of false equivalence thing of like, oh yeah, well, it was hard for me, so it should be hard for you too. That kind of bullshit. That's one of my favorite fucking things I see people like these, not just, and I want to be clear, this isn't just boomers. This is people like five years older than me. Yeah. Who are like, or like five, six, seven years older than me. So out of the boomer generation who are like, well, you know what? It was fucking difficult for me and shouldn't be easier for you guys. It's like, no, if it's a bad thing, if it's not something that is necessary to do, yeah. Like communication, for example. It shouldn't just be harder because it was hard for you. Right. It's all these selfish fucks. But anyway, salt. Um, didn't have enough of that. And so I drink Gatorade now and I'm embarrassed. Because I get embarrassed about stupid things. Oh, dude, I, I actually I drink something that's so super it's more embarrassing than Gatorade, so it's gonna make you feel better. Piss. <laughs> it's not it's not urine. Uh, actually, it's probably actually similar <laughs> to urine. It's called Extend, X T E N D, and it and it's like uh, you know, it's got like B vitamins and stuff, and it's got some salt in it. And you know, I drink it in the morning. You know, I work out in the morning, whatever. It's it, and it's got amino acids, whatever. Like I, it it may or may not do anything, but it's like, hey, you know, it's protein. It's good. It doesn't hurt yeah. me. Uh, but there's nothing like buying something that looks like it's dick powder. It's like, I am definitely, oh, I mean, I mean the Gatorade I'm drinking looks the color of like someone in Vegas is pee. Oh yeah. Like, just this bright greeny yellow. Yeah. Nightmare. Tastes good though. And I need salt. Well, I, uh, sometimes if I'm going out, if I'm going out on a long walk, it's hot summer day. Yeah. It's fine. Finally, the weather broke here. It's like 60 degrees today. It's perfect. But uh, if I mix the extend up because it's yellow, because it's pineapple, you could get like Mm. blue raspberry or whatever. But So you just look like you're walking around with like a jug of piss. I look like I'm walking around with a giant (laughs) like hospital jug of piss. Yeah, yeah. And it's and I sorry. And it's, just if anyone looks at you, just be like, "Yeah, sorry, mate, couldn't find uh, couldn't find the toilet." No, and then <laughs> no. So here's the thing: is like if I were to explain myself, they'd be like, "What you got there?" And I'd look at it and I'd be like, "Oh, he thinks it's piss." And I'd be like, "Don't worry, it's just a powder I ordered off the internet called Extend." <laughs> called piss. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea. Be like, "Oh yeah, it's piss." Mmm, take a big swig, mmm, crispy. Like, just fucking glug it down, like, really, way too enthusiastically. Oh, man. No, I'm on... I think uh, this is just because I have no shame. I'm just like... uh, No, I I don't have, like, uh, and this this is part of the patriarchy, like, I don't have to have dignity because people will, like... Like technically, I'm a small business owner, and I like own land, and I'm and I'm a white man. So like, I have all of these fucking crazy advantages. So I'm like, who needs dignity? Who cares about that? That doesn't mean anything, right? Because like I, you know, I have every advantage and all this. Uh, but like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I I am like I. I'm not even going to try and pretend like I'm not an extremely white guy who is benefited, able to work from home, able to get on his stupid fucking TV bike, computer bike, and push the pedals and make himself like wipe sweat on his desk like a weird freak. But I'm very, at least I'm grateful. 
I know a lot of these for like this fucking there's this guy. I'm not going to try and pronounce his second name because I'm not able to. It's a guy called Shamath who founded the VC called Social Capital that's kind of gone down the toilet for a number of reasons. And this fucking guy, he like owns part of the Golden State Warriors. He has made billions and billions of dollars. And yesterday he went on stage. He was like, you know what? I'm going against this charade that is Silicon Valley, this hyper growth shit. It's like, dude, you know what? If you're going to wrap up your multi-billion dollar thing where you literally own a part of the Golden State Warriors, just shut the fuck up and go to bed. Literally go to bed whenever you want and wake up whenever you want. Shit, yeah. you don't even have to get out of bed. You got, you could have a guy just yeah. hoist you up. Yeah. Like like one of those what the oldie-timey emperors or queens or such that would have like the giant muscly men with the chair. Like, why don't you have one of them? Just shut the fuck up. Enjoy yourself. But no, he's like, I'm going to rage against the machine after I've personally enriched myself billions <laughs> of dollars. I'm going to have yeah. absolutely no qualms with any of this until precisely yeah. after everyone stops liking me and inviting me to their birthday parties. Never mind, this guy doesn't have any trouble being popular. He owns part of the Golden State Warriors. He <laughs> could get Steph Curry to come to his house and rub his back. He yeah, could ask yeah, Steph Curry yeah. to call him when he's feeling down and sing him a song. Like, he literally, like, well, okay, he probably couldn't do exactly that. But my point is, like, at least be grateful. Just be like, ah, this, this shit sucks, but I'm going to have fun. See you later. Well, Suck yeah. Suck dumb shits. Like, you know, people people take all this. The thing is, is that if you had, let's say, if you had a billion dollars, like, all that would reveal if you had, if you were grounded in any way, which, of course, is easy to say because I have mm. somewhat less than a billion dollars. But it, it's very easy to say that, you know, if you had if you had any perspective at all, you would just be like, this proves that nothing is real. So, like, yeah. so, like, I can't get too mad about anything because nothing because clearly nothing is fucking real if like the wealth inequality is spread so far. And and one of the things I always used to say is you mentioned rage against the machine. I, I love that term because oh, yeah. uh my my thing is like uh when pe- uh, you know I just make art. I put art online. I make like a a, a living more or less living uh living in Ohio and it's cheap to live here. And whatever, yeah. and I work from home, and I like do freelance. I do all this different stuff, and uh, you know, I I have a career of sorts. It's not really; it doesn't look good on paper, or whatever. But uh, you know, when people would just get a real bad attitude with me, and I have it, and you know, I really it takes a lot for me to like unleash on somebody, and even when yeah. I do, it's like. Ohio mad. It's like now this is just not right. What you said is hey, that not reminds okay me to of me. A song, but <laughs> song, but, but so sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so what? What I would, uh, uh, what I would do is I'd say, you know, uh, I'm not the man. You like don't rage against me. I'm not the machine. And if the, in this guy's case, he's the fucking machine, and he is the man. Or he could change the machine. If he really wanted to stop all of the shit he claims is so troublesome, yeah. Well, he c- he can't now. He enabled the system. He could. Well, he claims what he's done is he's fired everyone from his VC beyond like 
what I'm guessing is just like a core of complete sycophants. Yeah. Like just the worst kind of like leech type people who have no real opinions. And he's like, okay, it's going to be me and my special pizza party now. And he's like, we're going to go back to slow growth and all that. And I must be clear, after at least a billion dollars of exits, like this guy personally enriched to an absolutely ridiculous level, he could go on like a press campaign of saying how bad this is, criticize real companies, work to lobby against laws that allow startups to abuse current laws. Just some basic, basic ideas there. But, you know, fuck it, nah. And and you know what? I'd respect him more if he'd have just gone, you know what? Everything's kind of gone tits up. And I'm going to buy a giant boat, yeah. pay your staff 10 years in advance, and I'll be there if you need me. However, if you need me, fuck off. Like, that, if he wrote that as like a medium blog, and it just went off, I'd be like, hell yeah, dude. I respect that more than anything else you've done. Well, also and, donate like two hundred million dollars to anything, like and start anything. A charity that charity that pays people with low incomes health bills. Literally, he could do that in a heartbeat. He could go and fund every GoFundMe, but very basic things he could do. But anyway, yeah, I, yeah. I'm a hypocrite though because I don't like. It's not like I take three quarters of what I make and like give it to people beyond taxation obviously well it and you know it's like and, and it's yeah. like it it you know you all you always uh, uh you always hear people say eat the rich like yeah you know if you start at the top there's a lot there yeah. income inequality is so much ed that that you know you own you run a pr firm in san francisco you guys do well you have a you you have clients you do good work you do all this and it and at the end of the day you know you guys get paid and you're still not like jeff bezos and and the thing is that the inequality is so great that that it would be fucking uh i i don't even know how many how many of your company or how many eds or whatever it would take to make up jeff bezos uh, and I can never get it. Uh, I can never get it straight. It's a hundred fifty billion, right? So something like that. And but a lot of that is when they have tens of thousands of staff, and it's just fucking. It's, it's one of those things where when you actually pull it back, it's like, what is value? Yeah. What is money yeah. at that point? Yeah. No. It, when it's you like have I, enough. When you yeah. have enough money to literally buy and sell cities and countries. But also, it's not they have the money, they have the stock. It's so fucking bizarre. Well, I, I think this is what it comes down to. And this is eventually what Ed and I were going to talk about today. And, and we've been talking about this all week. We've been, we've been uh, messaging each other all week, talking about this concept. So what, what drives people who have, uh, let's say you have 100 million, I don't... I don't even know. So, so I put in a calculator once and it said, how much money, how old are you? I was however old, 32, 35, whatever at the time. And it said, how much money will you need to live the rest of your life to pay off your house, to have like oh, yeah. uh, a Those working car, bad news. a working car. And, and no, it was way overestimating because it said for me to live in Ohio, I would need $15 million for the rest of my life. And I don't think I, I don't think I believe that. I think that's on the high no. side. 
Um, I've you gone could a live long... in... If you had 1.5 million, you would... And, and you lived intelligently, you wouldn't be living particularly well. You could live in some parts of California. Definitely not San Francisco, but you could pull it off. Yeah. Also, yeah, want to be de- clear, this is not going to lead into a fucking stupid argument about people who don't make enough living within their means. That's not what I'm going for here. No. <laughs> I always think that. Sh- and just random aside, I fucking read one of those stupid tweet storms about that yesterday. It's just so dumb. It's like people don't realize it's not just about like, oh, why would you buy some fucking, why would you buy some like fast food if you don't have any money? Because you feel like fucking shit. Like you feel like sh- <laughs> any like chance to feel good. It's like, oh, well, you don't have money and you go and you eat out once. It's like, yeah, because one, one fuck, these ghouls who think like that think it's like, until you make X dollars, you must live a life of complete fucking frugality. You must yeah, eat yeah. gruel. You must, you will, your only drink is piss or water. <laughs> you, like, well, you, you know fuck, what they, you fucking poor shit. You know what they say is is they'll tell each other, uh, they'll tell each other, here's what you need to do. You need to make a big pot of beans and you just need to <laughs> eat the beans the whole week. Oh, I can't fucking that's imagine. That's on something awful. That's got to be a I, something awful thing. I, I can't even, no, I mean, I saw it on Reddit. It's like people and it's like this whole thing. thing. They're like, well, well, I, you know, this would be really cheap if you did this. Uh, I and I can't imagine like these these folks, you know, trying to. They're like, you know, I saw a tip online, whatever, and they're just like eating beans around the clock, and they're just like wherever they work, they work in the bank, uh, uh, they work, they're building a new bank, or or they're tearing down a bank, mm-hmm. or they're cleaning up the bank, or maybe they own the bank, whatever, and and they're fucking just farting twenty four seven from the bean consumption. It's it's yeah. it's awful, but just your your stomach is just a fucking nightmare at all times. I you just I, walk around just like farting. I and I can't and and you know so I saw a commercial uh, and I saw a commercial and again you know Ed and I uh, are are privileged in that uh, you know a, a lot of the time we can just go get some meat and some vegetables cook the meat and vegetables have. A fucking healthy meal and a lot of people can't do that and there's something and also some of this is just knowledge and space as well right 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 and also just when you were working like my um sister-in-law's husband he works i believe like stamping milk cartons he's union he works his fucking ass off like doing a job like that or even an easier job than that he's gonna take it i sit here and yell at the phone to make money come out my, i'm tired that guy's flawed. Like, if you're fucking on your feet all day doing shit, how dare you suggest that someone doing that should, like, fucking get off their, like, should go and, like, make a giant pot of beans and that's all they have? Yeah, you, like, you, you can't. You're not. Okay, so I've decided you're not allowed to go to Wendy's. You're not allowed to have Dave's Hot and Juicy because that is reserved. That is reserved for those who make marginally more money. And, and uh, y- you know, so, so anyway, so what Ed and I were talking about is we've been talking about this concept of brain Peloton. And again, Peloton, am I saying that right? Peloton? Yeah, you are. But it's Pe- Peloton. 
Peloton, 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 Peloton. I think. Okay, I th- pel- wait. They they said it on the screen. I should really know that. But okay, yeah, brain okay. Peloton well, was something I, I. It came from. I literally was saying. Sometimes I have panic attacks, aka brain Peloton. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Been, we've we've said it like a hundred times since. Yeah, and, and I I think it's just an amazing concept because it's the idea that you are doing. Your your brain is just cycling furiously, and again, Peloton oh, yeah. is like an exercise bike, but it's something it's designed to give you a high intensity workout. So you're really just fucking pounding it, and you're at like eighty percent of of your VO max or whatever where you're really oh, no. doing I, the ride. I just did. I think it was ninety three percent. Might have I done oh, it? Oh wow! Yeah, that's like, like near- that's like fatal. Isn't that fatal? Well, no, it's the heart. It's the heart rate. If the heart rate. Is, oh is, wait, maybe I'm maybe I'm misunderstanding science, which is very common for me. It's something like you can do extended periods, right? Over ninety percent, like you can do, I think, up to like an hour or two. But if you don't recover, if you don't like, I was actually bothering Drew before and being like, "Give me five minutes. I need to do a cool down ride." But if you don't do that, you can feel really shitty. And if you're a real athlete, like people who actually ride cycles and really kick their ass like they can actually fuck themselves up you can actually oh, yeah. like I don't, yeah. I don't really understand how but no peloton this idea that you're just reading twitter and just sending your heart rate just fucking nuts yeah yeah i i like it because you know it's the idea that you know uh, ed and i have talked about this because the the show is kind of, this podcast has kind of evolved into this idea of you know the the future is so fucked up like we're all locked into our pocket rectangles and we're all just like looking at this thing and we're getting mad and it's so easy to get sucked into the cycle of being mad and then typing stuff out and then your phone buzzes and every time it buzzes it fucking pisses you off so it's like the, this fucking cycle that's so easy to get into and and you know we we both uh you know have coping strategies for this one of my things I just most of the time I keep my replies off from people who I don't follow and it's not that I don't want to hear from people because it it it's like Part of what is great about having a universal communication platform is discovery. You meet new people and it's not like a reality show because, hey, I am here to make friends. Like I've yeah. made a lot of friends. I made a lot of connections. I've done business. I've had a lot of good conversations with people. I've uh, worked on projects with people. You know, I, I worked my my last musical collaboration. I met the guy on Twitter because I saw his music and I tweeted at him and I said, hey, this is cool. Let's work together. We did. It was cool. But like the the thing is, is that you still have to have because it's a many to many communication model. So. Yeah. Everybody is talking to everybody at the same time, which if you put it like that, makes it obvious why it's unsuccessful at making anybody happy or it's unsuccessful at allowing anybody to actually communicate to each other. Oh, yeah. No one communicate if unless you it's kind of like so I got my Windows laptop and it's working now. It's all good. But it's kind of like having a Windows laptop in that when you get it, it's kind of a piece of shit. Like you're angry at it immediately. Like nothing is where you want it. Um, for some reason, nothing comes out the right way. Everything's backwards and forwards. But after an hour or two of just customizing it 
all the time wondering if this was the right decision, it eventually becomes bearable, if not good. And that's what Twitter has been to me. Like, nothing has ever been better for me than the mute button on Twitter. Yeah. Because yeah. that's allowed me to, because I used to block pretty much all the time, just because like, fuck off, I don't want to hear from you. I think Bro-Pair used to, he's talked about doing that. It's true. Like, why would I, why, I have to talk to you? But that usually caused people to like screenshot the block and then they're like, oh, look, this guy blocked me. Ha ha ha. And it's like a thing. I don't fucking know. But it, well, it, it's like, I, it, I it, think that's, it pulls yeah. down the brain peloton. Well, I think, uh, I think turning down the volume of, of stimuli is really what does it because it's, you know, your brain wants the fucking dopamine. It's like one new notification, one new notification. You get the red dot, the red dot, you know, the red dot says one. It's like, oh, somebody replied to me, whatever. The red dot says like, this is this is like my my experience online or my experience in on these platforms is the red mm-hmm. dot says one the red dot says two it's like oh let's see what's going on click it it's like my uh my buddy i know uh my buddy i know retweeted this or my buddy uh this guy i know in this other state whatever replied to it cool reply to him whatever and uh sometimes the red dot has been like 941 and i've been like oh my god i don't want to click it what the fuck just happened did i just fuck did i fuck up like did i say something because you know sometimes you like put stuff on there before you go to bed and then you just go to bed and you wake up oh yeah shit and you're like oh my god did i fuck up because like i you know i am i am not operating in bad faith when i'm putting stuff online i'm just you know trying to trying to communicate with people trying to put stuff out that people like trying to put stuff out that that makes people laugh and uh you know you the wrong try and make people happy i don't know yeah, what yeah. i use twitter for but you really do have this genuine feeling of like you want people to have a good time you want people to be happy you don't want to see people fight not because you want to be the centrist i don't like conflict it's like you want people to be happy Oh, I, I, I do. Absolutely. And, and it's like, the thing is, is because it is so easy for people to put stuff on there where, you know, they're looking to fight. And like, I just don't, I, I don't get anything out of it. I've had people try to fight with me and I'm just like, I, I like, I don't know what to tell you. And, and I totally, if I put something online and somebody responds to me, then that's totally fair. They're allowed yeah. to put and say what they think, but I I don't owe them to to respond in kind. I certainly don't want to fight about like the wording of something I I put online or whatever. And and really, uh, what I want, like the the way that I communicate with people since I was very little, and Ed, I'm sure you're this way too. It is there's nothing that feels better than than having somebody you respect laugh at mm-hmm. something you said. Oh, absolutely. The- like what every time I've written for Deadspin, and I will call him out because I love him. Every time I write something and for Deadspin and David Roth is like that's really funny, I feel fucking fantastic. Like that's just a specific example, but anytime I write something and people are like that's really good. Like, people I respect the writing of, 
Oh, that yeah. is like yeah. the best thing online has given me beyond like my wife and my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, it, and uh, I, I know from the time, and this is funny, uh, from the time I was a little kid, and I'm sure, you know, if you're listening to this or, or you, Ed, uh, I'm sure if you look back in your history, you find things that just echo to the present day. Mm-hmm. You find that you're just still almost engaging in the same patterns of behavior as you were when you were like maybe six Right. Because about six years old is like when you start to be a person as opposed to just like a nodule that shits itself. Right. And so I I know when I was six, I went to I went to Catholic school. I lived in a bad neighborhood. Well, bad ish neighborhood. They had a shitty public school. So my my folks sent me to Catholic school. We weren't Catholic. So this was very funny. Because uh, I went and they wouldn't let me take communion and I was, uh, you know, it, it was existential, whatever is uh, beyond the point. But uh, we used to get this little handout called The Good News, and it would have these line art illustrations of Jesus and the disciples and, uh, you know, I, I don't know, all the guys from history yeah, or the the guys from the Bible like Noah and Abraham Dave. and... Dave and God. Oh, and Job, Job, uh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. That's a story. So, uh, what I would do is I would always, I'd always make it. So Jesus is smoking a cigarette and he's, and you know, you write on there and I was like six, whatever. And I'm like, and Jesus, and a guy is begging to Jesus and he's like, please Jesus heal me. And I wrote, you know, fuck you. I'm smoking or whatever, you know, you know, like I'm six years older or eight years old or whatever. And, uh, like, obviously I still do that just in a more, uh, sophisticated way. But I know that when I was that young, like, and I would make that stuff and I would like pass it around the classroom. And that's still absolutely what I'm doing is I'm just still trying to make other people laugh. And it's totally, and look, I'm, I'm not patch Adams or something. Okay. I'm doing this for me. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. It's not about anything else. I don't want anybody to think, you know, oh, this guy is is such a good. No, I'm doing this for me. <laughs> totally. I mean, there's the whole altruism argument. Does altruism exist? Yada 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 yada. Um, and I just try and not think about that because my brain would fucking explode. But one thing I'll say is there is so much of what goes on online that I don't think people realize. Is that significant? Like, they don't realize how close it is to being a six-year-old. They always talk about how it's like high school. Kind of. But it's way simpler. It's like oh, people yeah. want the people they like to, to like them. They want the people yeah. to laugh at the funny thing they did. And sure, there are more upgraded versions of it. But it's like, ultimately, that is like, you, you just, you're not avoiding that calculation. No, and I th- no, and I think the it is. I think it's interesting to think about. I think when you think about it too much, it just hurts, and that's one thing I try. I try and put less thought into online these days, just because every time I think about it too much, I just get so stressed out. And that's where brain peloton begins. Like I don't know. Like I'll think about. It, I'm going to be completely honest. This is an honest, positive podcast. I'll think about like my relationship with Felix, for example, who t- took off and is all famous now and all this. 
and I still talk to him on text and all that, but I'll tweet something at him and he'll just like it. And I found moments where I'm like, does he not like me anymore? <laughs> he didn't respond. Does he not like me? And it's so fucking dumb. It's so stupid. He's my friend. He's a good mate. He's been there for me. All the- it's like, none of that applies because he didn't hit the the two arrows in the circle, the, the arrow human centipede called retweet. He didn't right. hit that, so I'm not his friend. It's just this stupid shit. Oh, yeah. I think that Twitter is absolutely, and I think it's emergent. I don't think, and I'm being like very magnanimous by saying, I don't believe this was by design, because I really yeah. don't think it was. I think, oh, God, I think no. the None design of that stuff is. Yeah, no, the design was pure incompetence. And like I yep. I was I was in the circle of these like 90s era blog guys and like none of these guys knew what they were doing and and no. you know uh I I still know a few of these guys now who I knew in like the mid to late 90s who were blogging and they did all this stuff. You know Jack Dorsey was in there. He was like writing, he had a a blog that was probably called like a net.diary or like whatever they <laughs> yeah. called it back I love, then. I love those. They're all like there's like the super nerdy ones. Yeah. The ones who yeah. got there early to the Zors thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You oh, know, boy. all those guys, all those guys were just trying to make shit and all this. And, you know, honestly, a lot of them were just trying to fucking capitalize on it. And that is what it is. So I don't think it's by design, but I think it's absolutely the, the term is. Uh, this is like a term, and and I don't know if it's in psychology or if it's just a, a term in popular use. It's called crazy making. So when you deal with somebody who is narcissistic, it's an actual personality disorder. And actually, you know, I'm not a psychologist. Feel free to write in and, and correct me or inform me if, if I get any a, of this. Post on our plurk. Yeah, plurk plurk us and let us know. Uh, tag us on Mastodon. <laughs> if uh, so, Just send us a glunt. Yeah, on yeah. glunt.org. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, so I may be wrong, but so uh, narcissistic personality disorder is like, you know, somebody that essentially considers themselves to be the center of the universe. And it's very easy to understand why somebody would think that because we all feel that way to a certain degree. It's just that a narcissistic person does it so much. They have a personality disorder. Yeah. Um, it sucks for them. It sucks for everybody else. You know, there's no blame to be laid necessarily. But the well. idea is... That there's some <laughs> there's there's something called crazy making where the way that somebody acts makes you feel as if you have gone crazy. And another word for this is gaslighting, although that's, you know, not exactly the same thing. And I think that that essentially uh, you get induced brain Peloton, Ed. Oh, yeah. I think I think that it fucking makes you insane because you can be friends with somebody and there's people who I have known for uh, there's people I have known for 10 years or 15. There's there's a, a, a couple of my buddies who I've known online literally 20 years, which is which is fucked up because, you know, people weren't online back then. They didn't know it was a thing. There was like 500 people total online or something. Yeah. And so I I know people from back then and even people who I know are so totally solid and would would not 
you know, certainly would not do anything to hurt my feelings. No. You know, if if I post something and and I'm like replying to them and we're going back and forth and replying and they don't reply, you naturally think, what did I say? Like, did I fuck up the last thing I say? And it's that, you know, literally they just phone, they- literally just before this call, call right. podcast, whatever we're doing, whatever this is. No, I right. thought you were pissed at me because you didn't immediately respond that I would need you to five minute cool down because I ripped my dick off. Yeah. Like it's just the, just the stupidest yeah, yeah. shit. I could have probably just texted you and you would have seen that more readily, but no, I had to give myself just a mild bit of brain Peloton so that I could just fucking suffer, just suffer for yes. no reason. Yes. Like, and just, and ugh. just you, it, and it's just because the communication has been abstracted to the point where, uh, you know, you can't you can't see what's happening and you say something and you don't get anything in response. And so in the absence of stimuli, and this is a real thing, in the absence of stimuli, you literally hallucinate. So yeah. think about this. So in so if you take this and and you take it to its logical conclusion, which is a literal isolation tank, they've got these. I wanna go. I wanna go. I I think I need to go because uh, what? What the uh, sense? What are you saying? Go where? It's a so it's a flotation tank. Oh Check god, this out. no! So this Fuck is no. like the Not ultimate the, sens- the sensory deprivation thing. Yeah, sensory no. deprivation. That's my nightmare. So, so you float in it. It's uh, isotonic, which means it has the same level of salt as your body does. So you're like neutral in the body of water. So you have no pressure on any side. So there's no tactile stimulus. It's completely dark. It's sealed up. It's completely silent. You know, you have air to breathe or whatever, but there's absolutely no stimulus. And so all your brain has is itself. And and that's the same thing. And it, when you text somebody and it says red, read 707 p.m. and they don't reply you're like they read it and they didn't reply it it could be anything it's very likely anything except the fact that they hate you ed but just the fact the only time i've actually seen this matter by the way is dating yes generally when someone really is romantically into you they respond like they that's that's one i hate to hate to give you that truth everyone but it's absolutely fucking true just gonna just gonna tell you just gonna tell you that one for free. Anyways, <laughs> so you I, could actually, so you'd be happy in a sensory deprivation thing. Okay, so I don't know. Okay, so I don't know if I would be happy, but um, I I don't know if I'm like masochistic or what. But I like to do things. Okay, so here's the thing. I think it's like a control thing. I like to do things that push me totally out of my comfort zone. Not. Hmm. Doing something that uh, just really annoys me, like uh, like going like on not, tw- like going on Twitter. Um, it, you know, I kind of sometimes get stuff out of going on Twitter. I would say, like, um, no, I get, I get your point. I, though. I was you, just you want to challenge your brain. Yeah, so I'm so I'm very novelty seeking, and like, even if it's right. not good. Then it's like I have the experience, and then I almost feel like everything else. I so I like to do shitty things because it's like smoking weed for the good parts of your life. 
Do you get right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Okay, so I so I well, like light reggae. The, almost like light light in the dark. Yes, you pre- exactly. You appreciate yourself. Right. You appreciate. Yeah, I get. I get that. So, I don't know if so, I don't know if I would seek out things to prove that, but I get the meaning behind it. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you like reggae? No, Just, you don't like reggae. Grew up on a street where almost everyone listened to reggae. Really? Okay. Yep. No, so the, I, so the street, I, the love- street I was on when I grew up was mostly. Literally anything other than white people. It's actually a great way to grow up if you don't want to get racist. <laughs> like, it's actually yeah, a genuinely yeah. b- mentally healthy thing. Anyway, sorry. No, no. I mean, that's that's great. Uh, I grew up definitely not listening to reggae. And then I heard like dub reggae for the first time. Ooh. I was like 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. And it was literally, it was late at night. I was in my bedroom all by myself. And this fucking radio show came on. It was called Dubarama, and they just started playing dub, and I was like, Oof. "What the fuck is this?" What is right? going on? Absolutely a revelation. So I always loved it. So I always loved it, and then I grew up, um, and then, uh, you know, I smoked a little bit of weed, whatever. Uh, uh, as what? in a band in college, we smoked weed, whatever. And then I remember uh, I was an adult. I don't know how old I was. Twenty four or twenty five. Hmm. Uh, and uh, I was living, you know, I had my own place, whatever. And I was uh, uh, smoking mids, which is like a meme now, people smoking mids. So I was smoking mids and I got an old reggae record and I put it on and I was like, what the fuck? Because like, obviously it's designed to be listened to while you smoke weed. And so I think that that doing shitty stuff like going to an isolation tank or like one time I went, uh, uh, I went to the university and I, I had to strip down and, uh, I had to put on bike shorts, which are like spandex shorts. Dude, I'm wearing with- bike shorts as well. <laughs> literally wearing they bike are- shorts. I am so aware of, I'm physically aware of that. Look, listen, a little snap there. Yeah. <laughs> you guys heard it. He's he's telling the truth. Uh, mm. I, I had to put on the spandex shorts and I went and they measured the air pressure and it was so physically uncomfortable. And then Ooh. and it was super sweaty because uh, they pumped air into the chamber because they had to measure the differential air pressure. And they let me out and they were like, you have 19.6% body fat, which is like exactly what I expected. That's also great. Like, it's it's like if you look at the standards online for like athletes. I definitely have that, more than that. I'm just going to be clear. I don't know how much. I don't. It, I won't weigh myself. Oh yeah, yeah. No, oh, no get, that's good. Weighing yourself can be crazy making too. Oh, I'll that get, goes up and I'll down. get to that in a second because like <laughs> there, there's a whole thing about sensory deprivation. I need to put out. No, uh, uh, but but I like doing. Uh, shitty things because uh, sometimes I'll go out and and I'll go and I'll do something shitty and, um, you know, push myself out of my comfort zone and go, uh, you know, do whatever by myself or just with strangers or I'll meet somebody from the internet or whatever. And uh, then I go home and I'm like sitting in bed with my wife and we're like watching YouTube or whatever. And I'm like, this is fucking dope. 
Like I yeah. love this shit. This like, is this so is, much better. Yeah, I this just is like, so. It, it, this is so good. Now it's like the tension and release is better than if I just did what I wanted all the time. I feel like I owe it to myself to have that back and forth. See, I have calls with people all the time, which is my version of that. I don't want to talk to anyone on the phone. Literally, no one. When I travel, my wife and I text. Maybe she'll call once, just because I don't like the phone. It's nothing against her. She's fine with it. She's fucking used to my shit already. But my thing is, so you and I are very different mentally, I'm getting. Like, you don't have the heavy metals poisoning, likely. But so in my case, the idea of a sensory deprivation is my actual nightmare. So if I ever have a... I'll get to the reason why in a sec. But if I ever have a massage, it is some of the most arduous time for me you want to talk about brain peloton that's the time because i can't stimulate anything wow because I've, so, so i've I, i've never on. i've never gotten a massage so i i want to hear what i want to hear what you think well it's nothing to do with the massage it's to do with the fact that there is nothing well okay there's the do 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 music they put in the background so for me, this is a unique thing. So I only got diagnosed with ADHD when I was 26. Yeah. So my brain was just like fucking scattered paper for most of my life, but I always needed something going on. Actually was one of the reasons people like coming to my house because I always had shit to do because the idea of sitting, I can sit and watch TV it used to be a lot more difficult, but I could sit and watch TV, but I couldn't just sit around and like wait, like waiting yeah. in hospitals, waiting in Airports waiting anywhere for me is really bad if I don't have anything to do. So I have to occupy myself. But when I took my methylphenidate for the first time, the ADHD medication, my brain felt like superpowers. So you talk about not being able to do two things at once or you get distracted. I can easily do that. There is definitely a, I don't mean this as like, I'm not a brain genius just want to be really clear. This is not Bo's thing. <laughs> but I can do like two things at once. I can take a phone call and write something. I can listen to a podcast and write something. I can drive and have a meaningful phone call with a client. Like, which is, and it's, I think it's called sublimation. Basically, you deal with, you use your weaknesses to get stronger. That's what a yeah. neuropsychologist told me once. I think it was a nice way to claim I was dumb, but whatever. And, <laughs> but for me, the downside of that is I need to knock myself the fuck out to sleep. Only this year did I get myself something that actually put me to sleep. And it took years of forcing myself to not check my phone, turning off all notifications at night, all that stuff. Because if anything would set me off and I wasn't exhausted, I'm done. I'm up. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And my body feels tired still. Like it feels as tired as you need to be to sleep. My brain's like, nah. Nah, mate, you need to think about the 19 ways your business could go under tomorrow. <laughs> like, you need to calculate all of the different monetary factors that will go into your downfall next week. And it's just yeah, this, yeah. It's truly brutal. But I can do a lot of stuff at once. My memory isn't great, but I have so many fucking systems. And it means that when I really get into something, I get quite addicted. But if I'm not mentally stimulated enough, which is like work will do it and I can do two or three things at once and it's great. But if I'm like at my wife's grandparents' house, I am like itchy. 
And oh, I think yeah. they think oh, it's because yeah. they're boring, which I've told them. They brought it up once. And I was like, no, you have to understand, like I explained ADHD, and they're lovely people. But I, yeah, I need to like do something or alcohol. Alcohol, I think, brings me down to normal level people brain. Like not smart, need to be clear, just less like rutting. Less, less like spinning the <laughs> wheels. Like I have a glass where I'm like, oh, like so you, so just normally your brain just doesn't like file through eighty two different things at once. It doesn't flicker like those are uh, mechanical signs at a train station all the time. I'm like yeah, it's just normal. And doing the exercises actually help because my body's just like focused in that time, and it's like, nah, dude, you can't think about all that other shit. You need to focus on hitting these numbers and also not falling off the bike. And my brain's like, yeah. mm, you, you got this, sure. Can I have a burger after this? Sure, buddy. Just let, just fuck yourself up. I would love to not think all the time. It's nothing about intelligence. It's just I, like my brain being like, hey, 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 yo. Like actual, like my brain is full of notifications. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> it fucking I, sucks. I like that. I like the idea of getting the red dot on your brain. Like you always got it. you you clear it out and then you got the next time like you you have a beat and then your brain's like but and then you have the red dot that says one and you got to have the thought and you have the thought and then you think about it and you churn it through and you spend Oh my brain like can cycle seconds. through like eight churn of those so quickly. Like can scenarios. You? Can you? Yeah. It's good because I can plan really quickly. It's bad because my brain can plan how everything will go wrong immediately. Like if one bad thing oh. happens, my brain is like, hey, I have like 16 other ways this could get worse. Not in a good way. Not like it could be worse. No, it's like it's going to be worse. And here's why. Oh, yeah. No. So so here's the thing. Uh, and, and I think. Uh, one of the things Ed and I have talked about before is, you know, the brain peloton is just your brain churning. And that's like a major component of anxiety. Oh, yeah. And one of the one of the magical things about anxiety is that you have something called hypervigilance, which is that yep. you're always aware of everything and you plan out and you figure out the worst case scenario. And here's the fucked up thing about that is it's like this feedback loop, right? In in a lot of stuff like this is a feedback loop, but mm-hmm. you have anxiety and it's a feedback loop because you're hyper vigilant. Okay, and I was thinking about this the other day because I was I pulled up to a stop. It was a red light, right? I'm driving in my my station wagon, yeah, and it's a red light, and then it turns to green, and I always I can't help myself. I just pause it pause for a beat, not even a second. I pause. And I look both ways. And as I'm looking both ways, like, got to make it clean. Got to make it clean. Got to do what I have to do. I have to do, I have to make, I have to do the things that my brain tells me to do. And then it's fine. And then I can move on. I do that. And a fucking pickup blows through the intersection. Jesus. Right? And so I, I, I was still stopped. Because it was like, it was probably two or three seconds. You yeah. know, people honk at me. People yep. honk at me. And I'm like, F- I don't give a fuck, right? Like, that happened honk- to me pulling into my driveway. <laughs> I, I fucking, I went to pull into my driveway and this guy behind me is just like, bah, 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 bah. and I, the shit, I will not repeat what I said, but let me censor it. It was you, guy, you, 
C word. Say that to my face. Oh, and and, and by I, the way, I got every- it. I, it's the only time I've experienced road rage in my life. <laughs> but it's because it was outside my house. It's like, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Like, leave me. Like, don't beep at me when I'm going home. I'm pulling into my yeah. fucking driveway, and I got so You're, angry, and he sped yeah. off. I, I felt tough for like a second, then I felt bad and wanted to apologize. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Immediately, totally. he was in the wrong. No, I so I felt bad. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and, and it's like this idea of, uh, you know, this is this is where I live. This is literally my turf. Yeah, I literally bought this like tiny little section of earth, right? But uh, but so I I think this this hyper vigilance Ed I think this is what uh this is what keeps the brain peloton going because oh, yeah. one time and I and I think it's literally like one time out of ten thousand that it happens is like you get proven right oh and yeah then your brain is like Aha. see see I told yes. you yes yes I, I told you. you this happened I once. told you yeah. <laughs> But it happened. It happened. So it's like, and and I would love now. See, and, and I imagine, and I know that like most people, obviously, you know, people listening to this, people out there in the world, generally, you know, uh, uh, I think a lot of people can relate to that. I think a lot of people have anxiety, and I think a lot of people have ADHD and stuff like that. But uh, I think that overall. That having that that hyper vigilance and really being proven right that you were right to overthink everything just like fucking destroys you and and so what Ed and I were talking about with Brain Peloton is uh, ultimately you know on this podcast we said you know we're going to talk about all the shit that sucks you know you get thrown into this loop of negative feedback, you get thrown into this loop of negative emotions and all this. And one of the ways that that Ed and I both deal with this is we both literally get on an exercise bike. I have something called Diamond Back, right? It's just a fucking, it's an exercise bike with a seat. Um, and Who cares? Do what my, you can. <laughs> I, I put my laptop, so I put my laptop on a stool next to it. So I have my laptop and then I have uh, a little iPad and I put that on. It's got a little rack on it and I like taped a bunch of shit to it because I'm like, I'm like uh ghetto MacGyver or whatever. Cause like, I'll just use, cause I use. Sounds like a come okay, town so, bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so I have all this packing tape around cause I'm always mailing shit, right? I, I mail Ed something like all the time, like, uh, Ed's mailman is horrible, but that's like another. Oh, not anymore. That's like, like another episode. O- Oakland to Danville. Oh, okay. The mailmen okay. here are the nicest people in the world. The mailman in Oakland and I had to call like the mail police. <laughs> that's another one. I, I I have sent so many. I've sent shit to Ed just just oh, to yeah. be funny. Um, Ed, uh, so uh, uh, Ed mailed me once. I so I sent him a picture. I made this mug. And it said, live, laugh, loathe. Instead of live, laugh, love. Yeah. And I sent it to, and I showed Ed and he said, oh, I'd love that. I'd love about 10 of those. And just me being like, 
see, I I like humor, and and it's like a basic level of humor. I don't like irony. I don't like hateful stuff, but like he sent me that and I was like, it would be really funny if I sent Ed literally 10 of these mugs. So, so I got exactly. So did you ever get them? Did you get them? No, I did not. (laughs) So that's what I was coming to is I sent them to Ed. I, I packed them up. So they were ceramic mugs. So I like packed them up in all this bubble wrap and all this, uh, craft paper, which is like Brown construction paper crumpled it all up i i set it all up like uh like the experiment where you do an egg drop you put an egg in a container and you have to pad it so the egg doesn't break when you drop it off a building i did that because i was like it, it like it wouldn't be funny if he got 10 broken mugs right so i sent him 10 mugs they never arrived the mailman fucked up my joke so i like oh, yeah. have this uh i have uh, some slight resentment for ed's mailman my old for ed's my, my old my old mailman. His, his ex-mailman. Yeah. Ex-mailman, yeah. ex the new superhero. Ed and I have talked about this. We both exercise. And what this does is, again, you know, uh, if you can afford equipment, if you can afford a little treadmill or exercise bike or whatever, you know, what you do, and and this is like basic life 101, I'm sure, for a lot of people, but I didn't grow up exercising. I didn't grow up very physically fit. In fact, I failed the presidential fitness test many times. Uh, uh, George W. Bush, I'm uh, uh, George H. W. Bush, Gulf Which, War One. I'm a uh, Desert Storm. Right. I'm sorry, I disappointed you. I've I fucked up on the George Herbert Walker presidential test so many times, but uh, I was not physically fit. But so I started exercising and it like helped fucking kill my brain Peloton. And it didn't really click until I was talking to Ed. And he said, you know, if I don't do Peloton, then I just end up doing brain Peloton. all day. Yep. And that's fucking it because, and the important, I want to late because I love the idea of this being a positive podcast on like we're complaining and all, but we want positivity in it. I want to just be clear, like, it took me literally my entire life to find any exercise I truly enjoy that I worked on enough. Like, literally until, like, 22 days ago. So, I fucking hated exercise, and I found this, and I loved it. I got lucky. If you can find something that exhausts you, that you actually enjoy, God bless you. Because the other thing, the the other reason it makes me actually not brain peloton is everything I do is on the fucking computer. And it just feels nice to have achievement that is not tied to that. So when the brain peloton kicks up and I'm like, I didn't do shit today. I'm just like, no, I physically did something. And to use really hackneyed psyching, psyching, cycling terminology, that's in the bank. But it's true. It's like my mate Mac actually texted me yesterday and he was just like, I'm fucking chewing off my arm, man. I'm like, okay. And he says he's been working because he works at Apple. And he was saying... I haven't been able to work work out in three days. I'm going fucking, I'm so fucking pissed. I was like, yeah, been there, dude. Shit, I mean, like, and I think it's on some level unhealthy, but mostly healthy. It's like, it's brutal now not working out. And oh, yeah. I actually yeah. just bought my entire staff Pelotons. I I saw that. So, so explain, so... 
uh, I, and I saw your tweet, and you said, uh, "Look, I brought, I bought everybody at Easy PR, which is Ed's company. I bought everybody at Easy PR Pelotons, and I'm gonna give them." Did you say a cash bonus? So if I, they I rolled out. that back because I didn't want. I don't want anyone to do this because they have to do it to earn money. I don't right. want it to be a job. Right. So I just gave them five hundred dollars each. Okay. On top of it, I just yeah, was like sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was like sorry for getting your hopes up. Here is five hundred dollars. I thought it would be a nice fucking right, thing to right. do. And they were all like super good. They were like, oh, it's not a big deal. But yeah, anyway, yeah. I also think that that's just how you should run a company. You fuck up like that, you should give them something. But I did it because, uh, well, the cash bonus thing was going to be like a, not even a competitive, but like a reason to get on the bike. But I did it also right. because I really enjoy it and I enjoy their company and I think they'll enjoy it too. And I want it to be like a perk. I don't want it to, and another reason you rolled back the cash bonus well, I gave him the money, don't fucking tie it to the writing, is I don't want it to be something where they're like, shit, I got to do this now. I don't want to tie it to that kind of thing. I don't want to tie it oh, right, necessarily right, right. to work. I don't want to start this bullshit comparison stuff where they're like feeling bad because they didn't ride because they had a hard day working for me. And well, and and I think it's I think it's great to give people the opportunity, you know, to say, look, this is something I love, and this is something that gets ignored, dude. Is that uh, there's there's no gym class when you're an adult, okay? Yep. Everybody works. I mean, a lot of people, like most of the people that listen to this, work at a desk or they work at an office yeah. or they work at some place. It's like an information industry. You know whether whether you work in in insurance or healthcare or whether you yeah. work on the computer or whatever. Uh, I think it's fucking awesome to give people the chance to find something that they love to do. And and for me, you know, I ride my bike every night and uh, I indulge in the overstimulation. Like it's absolute. It it's like almost. Uh, like I don't want to say pornographic because there's like no porno involved, but it's like overstimulating. I'll put on the TV. I have like this this uh uh it it's still impressive to me. I have like a forty inch uh TV. I know they're like worthless now, but I'll put that on. I'll put some shit on, and I'll put the laptop on, and I'll put the iPad on, and I'll put some music on, and so I'm like super overstimulated, and I just ride and I distract myself, and when I'm done. It's like I exhaust all my adrenaline. And here's mm -hmm. the thing is that when I'm laying in bed at night and I can't sleep, which if you're listening to this, this probably happens to you because, you know, we've been fucking biologically terrorized by the modern information economy and by Twitter and by the Internet and by everything else. You're laying in bed. And, and I specifically remember this. I once went on vacation uh and for those of you outside Ohio, you may not know where this is, uh, or you may say this is horrible, but I once went on vacation to Akron. I fucking love Akron, Ohio. It is uh, a mid-sized town. I don't know how big it is off the top yeah. of my head. It's um, They have a beautiful fucking art museum. It's a good college it was originally there. It's like a pretty good college. Then. Yeah. Yeah, University of Akron. It's a great college. It used to be called Rubber City because, you know, uh, Goodyear is there. No. 
Uh, Goodyear is there. Yeah. And, you know, it's like Rust Belt. So like industry declined, whatever. Um, I really like it. I love the art museum. They had a great exhibit there. And I remember laying in bed there and it was like five in the morning. And I was thinking, you know, I think at home, I think I plugged in my camera battery and I think my camera battery is at home. And if it overcharges, I think it's been on the charger for two days now because I left and I'm at the hotel. I'm at like the only hotel in Akron because it's not a big town. And I'm at the only hotel here uh, and the fucking battery is probably on fire and it's probably burning my office down right now. Oh, right now. And I can't do anything. Right. And and so, you know, I woke up at five in the morning thinking about that. Just laid there in bed, basically waited until it was daylight, till my family woke up. Oh, and then I was like, good morning, right? That dread and you just, and there's nothing you can do. You just fucking sit there waiting. I had that last night. I had all this shit to do. I had like, I couldn't sleep, which is not like me, thanks to my meds. And I just had all this shit to do. I was just sitting there like fucking just terrorizing myself. Like, just absolutely just like, I can't possibly get all this done. Well, if I don't do it, that client's going to win. And that client's going to It's not really what happened at all. I got it all done. I got on my fucking bike as well, do my podcast. Just because, and the way I have to get past that is I have to set up exactly the tasks and be like, okay, I can realistically do these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, it's, and... I don't know, it's, I, preparing myself to not send myself fucking crazy is kind of something I'm used to now. All the notifications went off, literally the day of my wedding, I turned all of them off, uh, email and Twitter being the main ones, but I kept like texts on, and that helped a ton. I need to get back in the habit of just putting my phone down about 7.38, I'm, just, I'm a, so bad at that one, but it's just crazy how much of this just, you talk about triggers, oh, triggered lib. But it's not really like that. The trick is it's just shit happening that sends at least my brain reeling and just the absolute oh, yeah, fucking yeah. nightmare world I put myself through. And I'm sure many of our listeners put themselves there. I'm sure all of you. It's why, you know, I appreciate anyone talking about their anxiety and I get it. When I hear about people talking about anxiety or read about it, perhaps they're not explaining it that well, which I get. I know it's kind of hard to explain brain. But I read these people like, yeah, I just worry a lot. It's like, yeah, that's not really, perhaps that's your version of anxiety. I try and be more fair on people. I'm working on that as a person, trying to be more fair and considerate with that. Fuck it though, I never will be. But it's this idea of everyone I know who has really serious anxiety. And again, this may just be my experience and whatever is... It eats at you. It's like a drill in your brain. And that's everyone I know is really anxious, has this kind of brain drill experience where they're like constantly just fucking just like it's there and you know it's there. And anything you can do to silence that shit is wonderful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know, uh, in in guys, you, you know, if you can exercise, here's the physical reason why. And Ed and I have talked about this. Here's the physical reason why. So let's say you think about something. Okay. So you wake up, 
you wake up, you know, I don't know what time you get up. For me, the time that I wake up and I'm just fucking sweating is either four or five in the morning, right? Because I, I usually have to get up at seven o'clock. I'll wake up, you know, I'll do what I need to do. I'll, yeah. I'll take my daughter to school and then I'll start my day. Uh, so like four or five in the morning is when I wake up sweating. And like sometimes I'll, you know, I can't get back to sleep, whatever. Um, but the thing is, is that you start thinking about it and then literally it's, it's just chemical and this is fucking weird to realize. Okay. But like everybody considers their brain to be separate from their body. Yeah. And, and this is what Ed and I have been talking about is that you are your body. you you are your body. You are your brain. Your brain is your body and it's all fucking connected. And, and here's the thing. You can fucking, uh, uh, you can jimmy the shit by if, if you exercise and you just absolutely fucking destroy yourself on the exercise. And this is not, don't hurt yourself. Appealing. Yeah. No, no, don't hurt yourself. This is, this is not appealing to a lot of people, but you know, ride a bike. Go jog, whatever. And by the way, running, if you say, oh, running makes me feel like I'm going to die. It makes me feel like I'm going to die, too. It it makes you feel like you're going to die the whole time. That's running. And just if you get to the point where you're running a marathon, which I've never done, but if you're really fucking good at running, you get to the point where you just accept that you feel like you're going to die and you just keep going anyway. So that's like... Well, I also want to say, though, It's not great. If you have one of those insufferable running friends, and I say this is like an insufferable Peloton person, but I try and keep it light. I'm like, hey, it might not be for you, but if you try it, I really love it. Like, that's exactly how I put it. But... I know so many insufferable running people. They're like, oh, I love running. I burned like two and a half thousand calories running three hours. I ran across the entire state. It's like, shut the fuck. Every one of them. Everyone I know, but <laughs> I, I have like, I don't, then none of them are really friends because they're like this. It's always like when I'd put on weight, the first fucking thing they'd say would be like, well, maybe you should try running. And it would always be in oh, the back dude. of my head. This is my, I'm good yeah. at so censoring myself. Because the first thing in my head was just, why don't you try fucking up? Like, just, it would just touch me because when I was really heavy, everyone would say run. It's like, oh my God, just all that shit jiggling around. Oh that, God, no. Nightmare no, world. I'm, uh, uh, so I, so I am, uh, personally, so I, I am in, uh, decent, shape i'm like five foot eight actually uh, a nurse measured me at five foot seven point nine inches weigh 186 pounds right now you know it goes up and down it is what it is and i can run but it fucking sucks and you know i ride my bike you know i lift weights all this but running just just fucking sucks and it does. uh the the thing is is that what you have to do if you have anxiety or you have or you have whatever uh if you can burn out your adrenaline and this is the thing your kidneys right above your kidneys there are something uh, there's a pair of glands it's called the adrenal glands they yeah. make adrenaline and this is what fucking pumps you up when you're laying in bed and you think my house might be burning down at home. You're laying in bed and you think, what if my wife doesn't really love me? 
Yeah. And that's like some real shit. Like you might think that your brain might tell you that. And, and you know what? My, my wife is fucking awesome. Yeah. She, she is absolutely, she's like the funniest and best and most caring person I've ever met. And, uh, I absolutely trust her and just, but you know, your brain will fuck you up and your brain will lie to you. And that's actually Here's one the of the thing. main reasons that I'm glad my wife is not extremely online because I'll mention something that happened and I'll be like, yeah, this happened. Yeah. I'm upset. And she's like, but really probably not. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It's just really, and I always love her a, a little extra bit for that because it's like, thank you for, and I'll say, thank you for bringing me down. Oh, but I don't know. I don't say bring me down. It's um, bring me back to earth. That's what I say. Pardon me. Yeah. Brain not yeah, do yeah, good yeah. Thing. And it's like, it helps so much because we talk about this exhaustion thing. And it's actually, I will say, and you know what? There are plenty of people who lift weights and it's great. And thank you. I do think the internet has compounded this thing about why lifting weights is, and I've fallen into this trap. I've done this before. They're like lifting weights is better than every other exercise. Truth is, I always found it tough to like exercise and exhaust myself with li- weightlifting. I felt it was hard. It like, but I would fucking hurt. But I don't think I've ever like truly exhausted myself with that. I don't think I've ever felt like I. Maybe I have, but it would take a a lot longer than I wanted. I'd feel like I can't do more. Yeah, but not yeah. much else. And I'd go home and I'd well, like eat way too much. Yeah, yeah. And and so uh lifting weights is anaerobic, as far as I understand it. It's it's anaerobic. And doing cardio, doing Peloton, or doing what I do, which is just riding a shitty fucking exercise bike, or uh uh doing what what me and a couple of my friends do, which is walk just we'll walk three, five miles around town, whatever. Uh, that's aerobic, so you're you're burning oxygen. I th- yeah, and I think the big difference is like you you like I I think it's just the exhaustion part that I need, perhaps, and the fact that there's some yeah. man or woman yelling yeah. at me, not yelling at me, but telling me what to do. I'm great with tasks. So there was one time I actually did oh, a yeah. class. Yeah. On, so you have this big screen and you select the class. I did one where the guy wasn't telling you much to do, and I was losing him. I was like, so I just, oh, fuck, really? so I just really? fucking sit here like a bitch. It's like sitting, <laughs> sitting around waiting for this fucking guy to wake up. He looked like a hobo too. He left Peloton, but which is oh, extremely funny. Man. But people love well, him. But it, I think I, in my, it's it's a game. It's a game. It is on some level. It's like. Do this, do this, do this. And even in, right, like at the end of this particular ride, I did a 90s rock one. There's Hey Man, Nice Shot, which I fucking love. I love that song. But it's yeah, like, I always yeah, mutter yeah. to myself, it's the final boss. Because it is. It's like, you leave it, you have to. Like, you yeah, you have to yeah, give it absolutely. your all. And it's all like a game on some level. It's, I want to hear, and it's more than just, I've done this number of things and I'm done because that's what I did with weightlifting. It's, I know at the end of this, I'm fucking done. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to question it, which is great because I don't have to think about it. I have to be like, did I do enough? It's like, oh, I did enough. I am dripping with sweat. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, uh, I remember, uh, 
you know, I, I always ride my bike and, and I fall into this thing where, uh, you know, I know my dad was this way. He, he would all, he would be super obsessive about like exactly what he would eat and exactly what he would work out. And he would walk like 10 miles a day. And I know it's just like, I'm doing the same fucking thing, except I don't want to get heart disease or whatever. But like, uh, you know, I will, uh, uh, do the, you know, I'll like program myself and like, won't eat after a certain time of day. Not, not out of, uh, uh, you know, dieting or whatever, just out of like me knowing what like works well for me to be able to sleep. And I will just beat the shit out of myself on the exercise bike. And then I will lay down and I will just like fucking go to sleep. And, uh, what I do and and I'm going to give you guys a life hack. If you're listening to this, if you're one of the 40 people, uh, and I actually saw somebody on today on Twitter, and I just want to shout him out. Uh, Marvin, he he's uh, Zupzel, Z-U-P-Z-L-E-S on Twitter, uh, said, you know, uh, I think he said, apart from Street Fight. Yeah, uh, that was, I saw that. That rules. Is my, is my favorite podcaster. He says something like that. And, and that was fucking amazing. That really made me feel great. Um I've actually, I've actually met him. He's super fucking cool. He came down. I think he's from Cleveland or he's from Northeast Ohio. And, 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 uh, I, I met him last December, real fucking cool guy. Um, but you, you know, uh, uh, I, I think, uh, if, if people can get to a point where they can wear themselves out and they can exhaust their adrenaline and uh, they can just fucking destroy their brain. Yeah. In a good way. You can wear yourself out. What you can do is you can deplete yourself so that your brain peloton cannot occur. Your brain does not have enough fucking energy to do brain peloton. Yeah. And I think that, then, and I think then that, that is. I do think, though, what you said about walking is important to mention. It's like, you don't have to do fucking natural peloton. You don't have to be on a bike. You don't have to have a fancy bike. You just have a fucking stationary bike. See what works. Do what you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and even, you know, if you have... Look, if you have a lot of free time and you don't have a lot of money... You can go walk. I love to walk. I got a buddy uh, that walks. He walks 10, 15, sometimes 20 miles. It takes a long fucking time, but it's free. Yeah. Okay. And uh, And no judgment if you can't do this. Like, really? Right. Life sucks. Life's hard. If you can't do it, it doesn't mean there's less. You're less of a person. It's just this is one way that both Drew and I just naturally have through discussions realized there's like a really good balance out from all this over notification shit. Ironic considering I do it with a computer bike, but you know what I mean? It's this idea that you can get this physical thing out. It's not even about being fit. I think that that's important to say it's about just, yeah. Yeah. It's worth physically exhausting yourself. If you can, if you feel like shit, don't do it. If you eat wrong, who cares? I don't, I don't look at you badly. No one should feel bad about that. If you can, it helps. 
Well, yeah, and and I think here's the thing is that, you know, if you work all fucking day, which, you know, I work all day, Ed, you work all day, uh, it's it's you know, it's great if you can go to the store and you can get some like lean chicken, you get some chicken breast, you get some asparagus and peppers or like yeah. whatever the fuck you're gonna get and cook it and it's like, wow, that's so good, it's so good for you. Uh, whatever you're a vegan, you make a bunch of sweet potatoes or whatever. It's like, uh, you know, here's the fucking thing is you can be, uh, you can be, uh, fucking overweight or you can type your weight into the calculator, into the fucking BMI calculator. And look, I'm going to tell you this fucking BMI is bullshit. It really is. Okay. In fact, they, they invented this shit and it has no scientific basis. They just sucked some numbers in that were like from a long time ago. And look, I'm going to tell you something real. You guys need to know something real is that fucking go back and look at cookbooks from the 60s, oh, yeah. right? From the 70s. The food sucked ass. You know why everybody was so fucking was so fucking skinny in the 60s and 70s is because Food sucked ass. Everybody was eating out of tin cans. Yeah. Look, that shit sucked, and everybody was fucking skinny, and then they did the BMI, and they said, oh, well, you're, like, technically overweight. Like, Ed, Ed like I was talking it's, about, you know, I got 19, 20% whatever body fat, and they're going to tell me that I'm fucking technically overweight, which is, like, oh, I absolutely okay, am that's right fine. Now. I'm sure of it. Like, I, that, so something – I don't know if I said it earlier. I don't – and because everyone – like, a lot of people – everyone is not true. Uh, a lot of people I've talked to when they're like, hey, what do you get up to? And I insufferably bring up this bike. They're like, oh, so did you lose weight? And it's like, I have no fucking idea. Because if I start checking my weight, like, after years of being overweight, that is a terrifying number. That number will eat. Oh, yeah. I mean, before I was one of the main reasons I started working out so much was I have such deep seated weight issues. Like, I'll be completely honest about that. Like, if someone was to call me fat today, it would hurt more than anything else they could say. It like hurts deep in me. So, knowing I've done this, it's like, okay, I don't feel shitty about myself, but I won't check the weight because I probably I don't even know what I weighed before. And if I check now, it wouldn't be good enough. Like, that's a really, this, the metrics I follow are like power and calories burned because right, those are numbers right. I can maintain or improve in the case of power. If I looked at, and like, I can feel myself physically being tighter, I guess I call it that. And it's like, oh, okay. It's like, um, I don't know. It's just really fucking weird. It's weird how people obsess overweight and how all of that works and it just don't worry about it. Don't do what works for you. And if you can physically just interrupt all of that, you will be so much happier. It will help so much. Absolutely. And look, here's, here's the fucking thing is if, if you're a dude and you got a gut or you're a lady and, and you know, you got some extra fat and, and fucking, you know, people are going to be so, uh, people are going to be so superficial that that matters to them more than the fucking content of your character. Listen, fuck them. Yeah. You know, here's, here's the thing. Look, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 
look, I the last time I went to the nurse, she measured me, and it was five foot seven point nine inches, and this is fucking rough, okay? Because if you're a dude, look, if you're a woman, like you, you can. This is the only thing that's good. Yeah, this is the only thing that society is like lax about. If you're a woman, is uh, you know, if you if you're not that tall. It's like that, that is what happens. If you're a dude, you know, there's this whole fucking neurosis in, in, uh, you know, I, I can't speak to all the other neuroses that society gives women, which is, which is absolutely insane, right? All this shit is completely fucked up, you yeah. know, between makeup and weight and fitness and, and what you're wearing and what you look like and what you say and what you do and all this kind of shit. Uh, it's all bullshit, but, uh, fucking, if you're a dude, uh, like when I, (laughs) when I came of age, when I was like 18, they're like, yeah, five foot eight. That's like the average height of a man. And I was like, that's fine. I'm five foot eight. And then, uh, I got a little bit older and they're like, yeah, the average man is like five foot nine. I'm like, yeah, I'm about, I'm about that. Men are just getting taller. So in like 10 years, it will be like seven foot. Dude, they will. They fucking will. It sucks so bad. It sucks so bad. It's so awful. I was trying. Uh, uh, I I got a group of friends who are uh, who I play cards with, and they're all like exactly six feet. They're like between six foot tall and six foot four. And I was uh, I was trying to own them because uh, one of the guys we were in his basement. And he had like a drop ceiling, and I was like, "I'm the only one that doesn't have to fucking duck." And like, they weren't <laughs> taking the bait; they were like, "Fuck you, short dude." <laughs> but, but, uh, no, no. Look, uh, the BMI, all the numbers, all this shit, all it ever does is serve to drive you fucking crazy. Focus on like here's getting the thing. stronger or better based on your fucking metrics, on like your personal achievement. Because if you a lesson my dad always taught me was there's always someone better. No matter how good you are, there's always someone fucking better. And Absolutely, I was like, well, what yeah. about this football player? And it's like... Well, and, and the, the fucking thing is, is that, you know, uh, at, at the end of the day, we're, we're not talking about, hey, you need to do this for your health. You need to do this because, you know, your doctor, uh, your doctor, I, I've gone in and I've had a, a, an obese doctor, which I'm not judging. Like, whatever, you know. I would, ju- I would only judge school. them you went, if they were, like, well, rude to you. Yes, yes, this doctor was rude to me and asked me if... Uh, so, so this is very funny. Uh, I went in, and this was several years ago, and I went in, and the doctor was obese, which, again, I don't give a shit about, yeah. but here's the context. Here's the context is um, they did my cholesterol, and they said, oh, your cholesterol's a little high, and I'm like, yeah, because I'm like uh, a fucking shitty person, and like my ancestors are like hillbillies and and they're scots irish and like i have shitty teeth and i have like shitty stuff and i have like a tiny ass but i will like grow a fat gut if i even look at a french fry and all this shit and they were like yeah have you considered doing an exercise program Damn. and i'm like well you know thank you i lift weights i lift weights three times a week 
uh, I ride my bike every single fucking night because it's either Peloton or Brain Peloton, like me and Ed mm. always talk about. And, and uh, you know, I walk everywhere because I live in the middle of a bunch of grocery stores and the library and the pool and all this shit. And uh, they were like, okay. And I, and I was like, well... <laughs> What uh, you're gonna look at me and tell me to lose weight? I think I'm doing okay. Like I exercise, I I eat okay, and and you know I think that the fucking I think that feeling bad, I think that being depressed and and having anxiety and, and having having ADHD, which uh you know a lot of people mischaracterize. Because kids have that. I think people mischaracterize that as being like, oh, that's well, something I like, bad kids I like have. it when people say they have but, it and it's like, they're like, oh, I'm kind of ADHD. Oh, no. Sorry. That's like being kind of pregnant. You, fu- yeah. you fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Continue yeah, your definitely. point. No, no. It, no, it, it's, total, it's totally that. And, uh, you know, I think all we're trying to get at is – you, you have to do this stuff if it works for you and if it's like a coping strategy and it makes you feel good. I'm not – I don't give a shit, uh, uh, you know, what shape people are in or whatever because fucking – look, uh, it was really easy. Look, let's say you lived in the fucking Great Depression. Like, yeah, everybody was skinny. Yeah, because right? they didn't eat. It's real – and look, if you go online, if you go on, fu- especially if you go on Instagram, okay, here's the fucking deal. Normal people don't take pictures of themselves. Nope. Here's the thing. Do Look, I take pictures of myself because I don't give a fuck. And I'm like kind of fucking aggressive about it because I, I have, I'm sure I have some kind of complex because I started going bald when I was 17. Right. Right, I started going bald, and I've and I've always been like a little bit overweight. You know, I try to stay in good shape. You know, I work out, I do all this stuff. I've always been a little overweight. It is what it is. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, and I you mean, know? and uh, and, I, and I think that that's important. Like separating. In fact, my workouts, yeah, I don't yeah. even do for fit. Like I do it for fitness, I guess, but I don't do it anymore for fitness. Like I do it because I wanna, right. and it I feel good afterwards. Like that's the best thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and Ed and I have talked about this. So here's the thing: it if you do something that makes you feel good, and here's the thing: you make your brain feel good by by doing specific shit with your body, yeah. and you can burn out your fucking adrenaline, and you can go to sleep at night by doing this stuff. I think this is underexplored because look, there's fitness people and you'll go online, like I said, especially on Instagram. But look, there's people who take pictures of themselves and everybody who takes pictures of themselves is fucking beautiful. And look, you are not going to take pictures of yourself. You, the normal person out in the fucking world, you have an avatar that's an abstract painting or you have an avatar that's a drawing of something or somebody drew you or you drew yourself or you took a picture of Garfield and that's your fucking avatar. Because uh, here's the deal and you know what it is if you're out there. Listen, I took a fucking picture of myself. I told you my stats. I'm five foot 7.9 inches tall, right? 
I'm 67.9 inches tall. I weigh 186 pounds. It is what it is. And I fucking put my picture online and people call me fat. So I totally fucking get why people don't put their pictures online because you don't want the extraneous comments from people you don't fucking know who are going to make judgments about you based on some fucking picture. But here's the real deal. You can do this shit to trick your brain into being okay with going to sleep. And that's all it is at the end of the day. You you trick your fucking brain into saying, look, uh, everything's okay. I am so fucking exhausted from actual Peloton. I cannot ride the brain Peloton course right now. I cannot cycle for hours and hours thinking about uh, my camera battery is going to burn down the house. Uh, my business is going to fail and, it, you know, uh, something is going to happen uh, uh, with my merchandise. I, I've had so many fucking awful things happen and like customers being being bad. Most of my customers are, are cool as hell, but like sometimes customers go fucking nuts. Like and sometimes sometimes, you know, if you're running an agency or whatever, sometimes you have one client that's just an insane pain in the ass and it'll keep you up at night. And the only way you can do it is you can physically exhaust your chemistry. So so I think that's what we're getting at today is if you can find a way to trick your brain out of doing brain Peloton, right? Yeah. I I think that is ultimately uh, that is ultimately like an end run around how shitty the future is because you know we've all got the fucking notifications pinging. We've always got the red dot that says one. We've always got the thought in the back of our minds that uh, uh, you know my partner my my partner is gonna leave me. My partner doesn't love me. My business is gonna fail. Something is going to get fucked up with my money. My something is going to get fucked up with my dog. My ki- something bad is going to happen to my kid or my kid is going to have a bad time. And and you know the the one way that you can fucking brute force this and everybody tries drugs. Look, I love to drink. Okay, it is it what rules. it is, Ed. Uh, you, you, it's great. <laughs> it fucking rules. It rules. It's it's GABA, which is which is you can uh, get cream gamma of, amino butyric cream acid, that, right? You can actually buy it. Rub it all over your teas, right over your nipples. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. So so and and you know, I'm sure you found if you have. Uh, anxiety that that drinking will relieve those symptoms like really nicely. Uh, of course, um, it is not addictive and it has uh, no side nope. effects, and you feel just great fine. the next day. Just, just dandy. <laughs> and I think, and I so, yeah, uh, and I think that that is a good point to wrap it up as well because it's this idea that you need to counterbalance against this force of notifications of all this shit coming to you. Not just the news. Take this out of fucking politics for a second. Just shit coming your way. Just all this stuff. And it has its positives, but the negatives are clear and present. And just find a way to counterbalance it. It will help. Drew, thank you for your time as ever. Yeah. 
Ed, a- absolutely. And and you guys, thank you for listening. As always, uh, listen, subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Listen, we're gonna we're figure it out. ITunes. Me and Ed, me and Ed have talked about it. We're gonna get on iTunes. Stop asking. Uh, we're trying. Listen, All right. And uh, uh, the Earl, the Twitter is FT Future Cast. Is that yeah, right? That's right. Oh, God, we had to register a weird thing. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. 